The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Ninja, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of crime, torture, hate, whatever you want to call it. So guess what? My name is Scott Alexander, by the way, and across from me is Tam Tam Underwood, Tammy Underwood. You were just about ready to jump into it without introducing us because you're I so was. excited about this one, aren't you? I am excited about this one because I'm doing something different. I'm doing something different. You are doing something different, and I'm kind of anxious. I mean, because we've kind of touched on it briefly, and I'm really anxious to hear it. Oh, yeah. And I'm feeling kind of playful today, to be honest. I, I You know, I've gathered that. <laughs> I've, I've gathered that, and it scares me. I'd be scared, too. So... Here's what we're doing a little bit different, boys and girls. Instead of featuring just one person, I'm going to feature several. And I, I'm, I'm titling this episode here, here, A Family of Killers. Family Affair. It is. It's yeah. a family business. Oh, there you go. That's, that's it right there. Yeah, my son actually said that. So I have an opening thought. And this is what I was thinking this morning when I was finalizing this. Okay. Killers are all around us. Yes. They don't hide in the shadows. They're, they're in plain sight. The, movie, the movies would have you believe that a serial killer, that serial killers are hiding and waiting to strike, seeking their next victim. In reality, they're right in front of us. They can be living next door or down the street. They can be our coworkers and friends. They might even be your own family members. You may think that you know them, but do you really? Do you know what dark desires they have? As I dive deeper and deeper into the lesser-known serial killers, I seem to find more and more disturbing information. I found that sometimes it's a family tradition in a way. Today I'm going to feature a few families that kill together. I know that some of you, some of the families will fall into like killer couple segments and other segments that we do, but nonetheless, it's a family business. It is. I do have one little secret before we start, though. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Don't tell me you have a family member. I am that family member. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, dude. <laughs> you almost shit your pants. That's awesome. Dude. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. Because <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. If you could have seen his eyes, he was so serious for like a split second. And then they twinkled and I knew he was lying. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you guys are reading the blog, read through all of these because in here is a Guinness Book of World Record holder for being the most prolific female serial killers of all time. Female? Yes. So guess Ooh. what, boys and girls? Welcome to the family. Pull up a seat. It's dinner time. Okay, that just grossed me out a little bit. Please don't go where I think this is going. <laughs> I love that. I thought of that this morning while I was sitting here drinking my coffee. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. So first, we're going to start off with one that's fairly recent, back from 2002. Okay. Oh, okay. His name is Ward Weaver. He's still yeah. alive, and he's being held at, uh, I believe it's Coffee Creek? No, uh, no Coffee Creek's a female. Fan oh, I'm trick. sorry. I believe he is at Two Rivers. Two Rivers. In Umatilla. In Umatilla. Yeah, anybody who's from this Pacific Northwest knows who Ward Weaver is. Uh-huh, and I'm titling this one, The Weaver Family Tradition. Ooh, it's a family tradition? So nobody knew about Ward Weaver or his entire family until he was caught. 
Ward Weaver was convicted of killing two girls that were actually friends of his daughter. Yes. He was born April 6th of 1963 and is currently serving a life sentence for rape, sexual assault, attempted murder, and the murder of Ashley Pond and Miranda Gaddis in 2002. Yeah. Now, he, but his story itself is bizarre. And I know you're going to touch on it because... I'm yeah. going to touch on it, but I'm going to do a whole thing on Weaver that I'm working on. So oh, you, that's true. I'm going to feature him on a, on a whole different one because I got a few things in the works. Yes, this is true. So according to several sources, the girls were friends of Weaver's daughter. And they'd spent several nights having sleepovers over at a house like, like young girls yeah. do. Yeah. On January 9th, 2002, Ashley Pond disappeared without a trace. Then on March 8th, 2002... Miranda Gaddis disappeared under the same really mysterious circumstances as her good friend, Ashley. Yes. I remember that vividly. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that being on the news. Oh, yeah. Vividly, I remember it. Oh, yeah. They were found at Weaver's home after Weaver tried to rape his son, Francis Weaver is his son's name, his son's 19-year-old girlfriend. His son called the police and reported the crime and told them that Ward Weaver had killed the two girls. Their bodies were found at his home, one under a concrete slab and the other one in the shed. Yes. So that's just touching on it. But let's look back at Ward Weaver's father. Yeah. His name is Ward Weaver Jr. Okay. He's currently serving, uh, he's on death row for prison. Of course he's in prison, duh. Um, He's currently on death row. In California. In California, I believe at San Quentin for murder and rape. Sound familiar? No, oh, sounds just like his baby, bouncing baby yeah. boy, doesn't it? Yeah, it passes on that gene. He was convicted of a double mur- the double murder of Robert Radford and Barbara Lavoy. To top it off, to top everything else off, get this. Ward Weaver Sr., that is the grandfather to Ward Weaver the third one who killed okay. the, the two girls. Wow, three generations. Three generations so far. Wow. Because I'm going to Billy Maze you here in a little bit. Are you going to Billy Maze me? That oh, you yeah. have? Oh, my shit. He was accused uh, and said to have molested his own daughter. Okay. And two of his granddaughters. Wow. So there's a, sex, there, there's a history of sex and violence here. Uh, yeah, a deep history. So let's, fa- let's fast forward a little bit. Okay? okay. Let's get off of them. Francis Weaver, which is I, as I'm understanding it, but I'm still trying to really confirm it. So that I know, no, he's not actually the biological son of Ward Weaver the Third. No, I think he adopted him, though. Yeah, I can't. I think. I'm still kind of looking into that with my whole thing that I'm doing right. on Ward, right? He was arrested for murder. Yes. Him and I think two I or three of his friends too. killed the drug dealer in Malala. Yes. So we have this history. Now, I'm going to give Francis Weaver... A couple of props. Number one, sex wasn't involved. So there's no yep. raping. That's okay? right. So that's pretty important to the story. Yeah. Number two, you're talking a drug dealer. is Obviously, it had to be in some way drug related. Correct. Which in that lifestyle, it's unfortunately murder's common. Yeah. Drug dealers die. Yes. They just, it just happened to be that Francis Weaver was, you know, the, one, was w- the one that did it. Was the one who did it. Yeah. Ward Weaver Jr. So we're talking, uh, you know, the third's dad the middle of the Weaver family, uh, claimed to have killed a dozen people while he was an over-the-road truck driver. Yeah. So that's number one. The next one is a little dated, 
but definitely worth a mention because they actually have a big uh, thing about them in Kansas. Okay. They're called the Bloody Benders. It's the Bender family. And some of you may know them. Some, some of you may not. It's from uh, 1870. So John Sr., his wife, Elvira, and their children, Kate and John Jr., settled in Kansas, like I said, in 1870. Uh, near Great Osage, the Great Osage Trail, which would later be renamed the Santa Fe Trail. Okay. They began murdering unsuspecting travelers shortly after they settled. So they settled, they opened up shop, and now they're killing people. Okay. So pioneer settlers would often, uh, they, they would offer other travelers food, supplies, a place to sleep for the night um, to help the settlers out. Right. This was common back then. Yeah, it was pretty common. You know, hey, come on in. We know that you're, you're on a long right. journey to feed you and everything like that. So the benders offered um, all this to everybody as well. Nothing out of the ordinary there, but for a more sinister reason. Okay. They would lure the, to, it was in order to lure their victims into their home. And what they would do is they would invite the victims to sit uh, in a, what they would call the seat of honor for dinner. Oh, okay. And it was at, in front like of like at the head of the table, right? But it was in front of a huge curtain. The victim, never knowing that one of the members of the family was waiting behind the curtain to hit them in the head with a hammer. Ooh, not a good way to die. Yeah, no. Once they had been hit uh, and their throats were slit, their bodies were dropped into the cellar through a trap door. So that's where they lay. And you know what that kind of reminds me of? Um, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Except without the musical, you know. Yeah, exactly. So. Without the singing in the, the barbershop <laughs> shit. Yeah. So the family murdered countless victims and they attracted very, very little attention. Well, yeah, back then. And back then, just people. They're isolated. And, and people die on the trail all the time. All the time. You know. Disappear. Yeah, it happens. That was until. They killed a very well-known doctor, and the family fell under serious suspicions by the doctor's brother and their neighbors. They're looking around going, <laughs> okay, last time we saw this doctor, he was like hanging with the benders, and now he's yeah. not. Yeah, now he's nowhere. Right. Yeah. You know, I think I remember seeing this on a documentary way back when, though. But You probably heard, heard Yeah. You probably have because there's plenty of books and, and documentation. Wow. Interesting. So by this time, local investigators searched the Bender home. The family was long gone. Okay. Okay. And during their search, the, inf- the investigators found 10 bodies buried in their garden. Um, Holy shit. But they concluded that the family had murdered a total of 21 victims. Oh, my goodness. And though reward money was offered uh, for their capture, the, ben- the Bender family, was uh, they-, they were never found. And people suspect, and I do too, that maybe Bender wasn't their real last name. I'm it's- pretty sure it wasn't either. It's not like you can say, hey, let me see your ID card. Yeah, they didn't really have those. So, yeah. So... The Bloody Benders cabin became a spectacle to see for journalists and those of morbid curiosity from all over the country. And the Minneapolis Star Tribune reported over 300 people at the crime scene. And the cabin was carried away piece by piece by, uh, as souvenirs, leaving nothing to mark the place where the horrific things had occurred. Okay. So it doesn't even exist anymore. Wow. And who knows what happened to that family? The family that kills together might just stay together. Who knows? Maybe they're still out and about. Yeah, well, it's the 1800s. Oh, yeah. One generation after, after the another. other, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh. 
You ready for my Coupe de Gras, boys and girls? I was going to say, don't tell me that they were related to BTK, but... No. Okay. This might be another short podcast, but I had to do it. <laughs> no. I mean, and we can go back over the... I'm just trying to hear it all before I interject right. anything. And I'm hoping that we can go back over this. Yeah, no. I'm Del- ready. Delfina and Maria de Jesus Gonzalez. They, okay. They operated between 1954 and 1964. So it's just two sisters. Oh, but wait, we'll get oh, to that. Oh, okay. But wait, there's more. Oh my goodness, Billy. These killer sisters ran a brothel in Rancho El Angel, which is about 200 miles north of Mexico City. Okay. They'd kidnap uh, young girls to work at the brothel and offer, uh, offer, often lure them in with promises of money and safety. Okay, human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Okay. The girls were kept drugged up and uh, so that they would stay con- compliant and the customers would often rape them uh and when the girls lost their looks well they lost their lives they killed them they're not worth anything anymore damn the sisters had also killed several customers who came into the brothel with large sums of money so if you're rich i figure we're gonna ice you we're taking your money too yeah so for a while the police were puzzled at the, the large amount of missing girls in the area because oh, well. it was just way more than what would normally like run off, or, yeah, you know, or, or have any problems that things. That was until they arrested a lady by the name of Josefina Guterres for having a cargo of dozens of girls, and they found out by talking to her that the girls were bound for Rancho El Angel. Oh, see, Josefina was well known in the world of drugs and prostitution. Well, so she was like a coyote almost. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Except that she's like, you know, bringing them, you know, livestock, basically. Pretty much, yeah. So when the police investigated, they found 11 bodies of men, 80 women, and several fetuses. Oh, my goodness. The Guinness Book of World Records call them the most prolific murder partnership, however. But wait, there's more. I'm waiting. There was actually four sisters. Holy, holy no way. But the only ones that they could prove did it were the two. Were the two. That I had mentioned. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so these four sisters were involved in this brothel? Right. Okay. But they can only prove that two of them did it. Well, wouldn't it go without saying that the other two were involved as well? You would think, but I'm supposing not. And keep in mind, these are all short because I'm going to do full write-ups on them all. Right, right. No, these are just introductories. I, I get that. I get that. But Just reading through dang. a lot of this, I, and the only reason I started writing this was because I see this history, uh, almost like a tradition, that gets handed down from family to family to yes. family. Exactly. You know, like, um, yeah, hell, like, okay, I play guitar and I write music. I'm a, mu- I'm, a, I'm a musician and an artist. Right. My son draws. He's a different kind of artist. Right. But that art. Is yeah, it, it gets handed down exactly. You know that some, creativity, right? Some yeah. people that are mechanics pass that down to right. their sons and their daughters, right? These people here pass down the art of murder, deception, and cruelty. Yeah, and you know, it goes back to, though to um, what we've what we've brought up many times in several episodes: the nature versus nurture. Right, and that's what I wanted to bring up with Weaver. 
Yeah, let's start it's off like, with him. Basically, they're being nurtured into this pattern of violence. But here's the weird thing about Ward Weaver the Third. Let me light my cigarette. And like I've said in previous podcasts, yes, I smoke. I don't need your shit. <laughs> you can address all of that. No. <laughs> Music with smoking. That's bad. Yeah, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. So if Ward Weaver Jr., who's the, the father of Ward Weaver that we have here right. in prison, if he's an over-the-road truck driver. Yes. I don't think he's spending a whole hell of a lot of time with Ward Weaver, his son. I don't think so either. With the third. Yeah, that's because I've been over the road. Yes. And given the era of which it was in, you're looking at three to six weeks at a time that you're out. And yes. then you're home for three to six days. Exactly. And then you're back on the road. Exactly. And half that time, you're spending it to getting shit done. Yes. Because you've only got a set amount of time that you can get stuff right. done. So I, I can't see where he would nurture that. Plus, I can't see him coming home. And I might be wrong. I'm still digging, trying to dig into that as deep as I can. I can't imagine him coming home and saying, honey, I'm home from the road. I just murdered somebody and raped someone. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, pass the salt. Yeah. Pass the butter, please. Right. Yeah. So I think this is a matter of, and this is my own opinion. My opinions don't reflect anything but my own fucking mind. This is true. I think that this is nature. I think some people are naturally born to be killers. And I think that, I think Weaver is an excellent example of that. You know what? I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that. Yeah, not um, all, by the way. Not, I'm not saying that no. everybody who's a serial killer was born to be a killer. But no. I think some people, like Ward Weaver and the Ward Weaver family. Yeah. Because there's very specific things that got handed down. Yes. We went from Grandpa, who liked to rape his daughter. Yes. And, and that's exactly what it says, by the way, on Murderpedia and everything like that was, it was actually raping. I'm um, not just molesting. I just tried to calm it down a little bit. Yeah, no. Um, and They're, then yeah. molest his grand, two of his granddaughters. Right. To, and who's to say who, who his other victims could have been? Because I'm sure he right. didn't stop there. Oh, I'm positive. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have more than three victims. Oh, yeah. To his son, Ward Jr., yeah. who claims to have killed more than a dozen and has at least at bare minimum raped one. So if he's raped one... You know he's raped more. You can probably safely assume that he's raped more because nothing that I saw said, but he only raped one woman, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure that if he's going through the uh, airport checkout, he's not saying that somebody else packed his bags. Oh, I'm sure he's not either. Yeah. I'm I'm sure he's he's not not admitting to shit. No, he's not going to be like one to give that up. So his saving grace right now, though, for Junior is that uh, currently California is not practicing. Yeah, they put a moratorium on all. Yep. I know. Because I I ran across that one of my people, too, is they put a moratorium uh, in 2019 on all deaths. Right. So he gets a little stay of execution. For now. For now. Yeah. California is always wishy-washy about their death penalty, though. Always. I believe in the Texas way of doing it. I'm not even a Texan. Look, you're on death row, and we have... Proof that you did it, like beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, you move right to the front of the line. Well, see, and that's what gives Texas, you know, the stability in my book because you know usually I can do without Texas, but you know, <laughs> other than my Cowboys and that whole death penalty thing. Is that a gay club? We're done. <laughs> Sorry, I got to pick on you and your Dallas Cowboys. I know you do, but yeah, um, this is definitely. I think this is nature. By nature, yeah. these people 
Um, and Ward Weaver's story goes way deeper than what I mean. It does. And we haven't, I mean, we're just barely touching on him because there is so much more that we want to cover. And I think when we do cover that episode, people need to listen. Right. And one of my favorite things, I can't say favorite, but one of the most disturbing things that he had said was when uh, I want to say it was Miranda's sister. Uh, uh, yeah. Went Mariah. Visited, yeah. Mar- his, Mariah, I'm sorry. No, Miranda's sister. Her name was Mariah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Woo, got confused there for a minute. When he when she went to visit him to see why, he looked at her and said, and if I can quote it off the top of my head, had I not been caught, you'd you, have been. Yeah. You would have been next. Exactly. Now, that to me. That is if some I would have been sitting shit, across man. from him when he said that to me, I probably would have choked him. I probably would have pissed my pants if I was a girl and he said that. I don't know. I'm a fight. I'm a scrapper, so. I'm sweet and innocent, like an angel. My ass. <laughs> so let's move on down to the Bloody Benders. Yeah, let's talk about them for a minute. Now, that right there, it's like, I don't know, because I, I want to feature another couple later on who was around that time frame. Oh, cool. And it was a husband and wife. Okay. Um. Finally, so, a wife that gets on board with tripping and killing because we we talked on another show about one about yeah. wives that don't get on board like uh, over somebody who got tripped. Yeah, no doubt, yo. But my whole thing is to get your whole family, your daughter and your son too. Whole family of killers, and that's why I said, what if? And this is the, yeah, because they be disappeared wrong. and nobody nobody right. knows where they went. You know, and you're talking, in, we're talking the late 1800s. Nobody's got ID cards. Nobody's saying, no. excuse me, can I see your horse driver's And you know license? that they didn't go on and just stop killing. Right. It's, uh, that's evident in the way that they handled it. Yes. So I, I'm seriously wondering if maybe they just got, the family got better at killing, adapted to the times. Yes. Maybe there's people that are disappearing today. Yeah, well, people disappear all the time. But if you if you're thinking of like, let's say the homeless population, and, but and you know that they probably still pass that down from generation to generation because they don't know any better, right? And think of the homeless population. Yeah, is anybody going to notice if one or two are missing? Well, they call them the undesirables. That's what the homeless population and the prostitution population and everything they are labeled undesirables. Which means basically nobody cares well, what true. happens to them. Well, plus most of them are drifters. Exactly. You that know? too. So you have, let's say, Drifter Bob who comes into town. He's been here a couple of months and all of a sudden he disappears. Yeah. You know, maybe he's in jail. Maybe he's not. Maybe, maybe he's he dead. just left. And and maybe, he just, maybe he just left. Yeah. Maybe he OD'd. Nobody knows. And at the end of the day, nobody really gives a shit. Exactly. Exactly. And... You know, it it makes for, actually, for lack of a better phrase, and I'm not saying this to be callous, perfect hunting grounds. It does. It yeah. does. Um, you know, because you live in Oregon, and I live here in Washington, but we yes. both have to cross the interstate bridge. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, uh, yes. Especially coming in here to studio, and me going into Portland every day. Um, there's huge, huge homeless camps. Just right on the side of the highway. Yeah, I mean, right freaking there. Yeah. Are you really going to notice? If one person? or two people are missing. Yeah. Yeah. If they just up and disappear? Yeah. I know that I wouldn't. I, well, I, I might notice like, 
if one or two of the hobos that panhandle all the time on the, uh, right there. Oh, right, yeah, aren't there anymore. Yeah. Right, because there, there, there's a guy that there who uh, is an entrepreneur. He sells water. I'm I've seen him. I like him. I respect him. That man has yeah. been out there for years. And, and he's he, not just begging for money. He's trying to provide something for you. Right. He's providing a service. Yes. It's hot. He's got ice cold water that he's bought himself. He froze in his freezer. He wheels that out there in a damn uh, yes, a I've of seen cores. him. Totally respect that. And decently priced, too, when you think about it. It's like three bucks for two bottles of water. Okay. So he makes a profit. It's a little bit more than if you bought a whole case yourself, but still you're thirsty. But not if you go to a convenience store. Or a vending machine. Yeah. So it's it's fair. Yes. Um, and Fair when market value. When he's not there, I notice. Yes. And one day, a little funny story, he had some competition. Uh-oh. I'm rolling up, and this is when I was still married to my ex-wife. She had picked me up in my truck from, from my work, and I'm coming back. And I would look, who the hell is this guy before we hit the black dude who's selling water? That's bullshit. This guy's been out here for years. I was all pissed off. Just you were, yeah. For, for this guy. I'm all, That's jacked up, man. Dude, yeah. go, go sell your water somewhere else. Who the fuck do you yeah. think you are? Exactly. I trust you. I, I trust the homie down here. He's got a sign that tells he gives his prices right on his chest. Yeah. I've seen him. Yeah. Great guy. But So I would notice if... Because I notice everything, though. But, yeah. Um, if some of the panhandlers just randomly disappeared. Yeah, that's but true. But would I care enough to call the cops? Or would you think they just moved on? Yeah. You know, and I don't think that even I would call the cops and go, hey, guess what? My name is Scott Alexander, and... I some... drive by here every day. And, and you have some hobos missing. Yeah. So we need an emergency hobo alert. <laughs> Right. To track these suckers Send down. Send out the bat signal. That's right. Send out the bat signal. Call Batman and Superman because we have some missing hobos. So uh, they moved out of Kansas, we can assume, safely. Yeah. Where are they? Where's that family at now? That's, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Because, like I said, you know it didn't stop. No. There's just, once it starts, you can't stop. This is a family tradition. Yeah. No different than Thanksgiving. So sit in front of that big curtain at yeah, that no. head of that table. No. Settle down and welcome to dinner. No. That's uh Okay, so let's talk about the ones that I think are personally the sickest. Yeah, the ones in Mexico. My Mexicans. You're Mexicans. My Mexicans, man. Delfina and Marita, Maria, Del Jesus Gonzalez. <laughs> Gotta catch my breath after. Yeah. I, your cholas. I actually asked my first ex-wife why. Mexican women have such long goddamn names. It's because they take on the name of their father and their mother. And on top of that, like if they get married, oh yes, they take on that one and yeah, another they one don't just let them one. drop like uh, we do. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's why you know some of these Mexican names are like fifty names long. You're like, whoa, yeah. maybe you shouldn't be. Even the anyone. guys are like that though. Right? No, yeah, the guys are the same. Yeah. <laughs> These ones are the sickest to me because you're really, you're preying and on younger girls. So am no, I, did you say what years they operated? 1954 through 1964. Okay. So rather recent. Rather recent. There's plenty of photos of them. Okay. Um, you're running a brothel and you're abducting. You're shanghaiing people. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Uh, young girls. Yeah. You're... Yeah. You're basically sex-slaving them. You're keeping them drugged up. Yeah. And your customers can do whatever they want Whatever the fuck they want. But what's even is equally as fucked up is 
Your customers come in. They got some money to spend. They've been working hard. Yeah. And they got enough money for you to say, oh, guess what? You don't live no more because I want right. your money. That's right. I wonder what the, that point was. I don't know, man. It's pesos, and one peso is not worth much here. That's true, but like you, you got to figure out what that freaking dollar amount was. It was like <laughs> that warranted death, you know? And it's kind of scary. A kinda little bit. scary. A little tiny bit, you know? You know, I'd be afraid to show a $1 bill. <laughs> no shit, huh? <laughs> you know? But, no, and then the fact that there were four sisters, but they'd only proved two of them were involved, I call bullshit on that one. Right. Um, and I can't confirm that both that the other two sisters were actually running the brothel with them. I got to go back and I'm, I'm oh. going through my memory trying to remember and I can't remember crap because, hey, don't do drugs. But um, they, but gotta figure, this is a big enough operation where they actually outsourced. Yeah, they're freaking, yeah, they're. That's Josefina uh, uh, Gutierrez. Yeah, they outsourced their, um, oh, shall we say. I don't know. The corralling? Pu- the, the pussy operation? I don't know. <laughs> they outsource the herding? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? And that's essentially what it is. Yeah. You know, when, when a known uh, woman like Josefina Gutierrez is caught and she's known in the drug world, she's known in prostitution, and she's got 12 girls. Yeah. And she says, oh, you caught me. They're on the way to the whorehouse. Yeah. You know. And uh, then she gave them up so quickly. Oh, hell yeah. Probably. They probably said, senora. <laughs> this does not look good for you. And she's like, fuck this. <laughs> I'll tell you who they're for. This is who they're for? Yeah. Be easy on me. Let's not get with the beating and raping of me. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I don't know. I got some fucked up members in my family. <laughs> and I couldn't imagine one of them doing uh, this. I was going to say, are they corralling people? What's wrong with no, the fucked up people doing in your any family? of this, really. I mean, like, you know I what got, I mean? I got idiots and hillbillies in mine. I can't imagine them doing that either. Yeah, I know. There's like no squeal like a piggy shit going no on. No squeal like a piggy shit? No squeal like a piggy shit. Yeah, well, that's good. Because yeah. I wouldn't want to hear a banjo in your family. <laughs> it scares me if I hear banjos in my family, yeah. too. No, but, you know, I just, I, I guess it's because, you know, maybe it's because I'm not close with my siblings that I couldn't imagine, you know, murdering with them. Yeah, that could be it. You know, and I, but they say the best way for two people to kill, keep a secret is that one is dead. I can't so, imagine murdering with my children, though. No, that's true too. Yeah, like seriously, man, that's true too. Because, okay, so my son tries really hard to kind of fit in with the flow of things. Yeah, and I know that he would do. While well, he is pretty fucking lazy, um, he would do almost anything in the world for me. Yes. But I'm I'm 99.99999% sure if I went, hey, Jake, I got an idea. Stand behind this curtain. Stand behind this curtain. I'm going to lure the Mexicans next door in because I can't. I, I have a war with my neighbors. Just bear with he me. He does. It's nothing racist. It's, it's just, not racist. It's I just bad neighbors. Fucking hate them so bad. If I say, I'm going to lure them in, we're going to have dinner with them. Yeah. And what I'm I want you to do. A good meal. I want you to jump out with a hammer and club him on the head. He would look at me and go, are you a fucking idiot? He just said he'd be down for that. Okay, probably with these neighbors, yes, but let's not. Okay, well. I think he gave a bad example. Uh, okay. But I'm just but glad the, I don't see a trap door anywhere. Well, <laughs> that's right. You don't see it. It's hidden. Um, <laughs> but if I was bringing, okay, we'll leave these neighbors out of it because my son doesn't like him anymore than I do and he lives with me. Um, if I brought in a random person. Yeah. And did that. My son would be looking at me going, Dad, there's something wrong with you, dude. Yeah. That's not going to freaking happen. And my daughter would do the same thing. She'd be yeah. looking at me, dude, I don't fucking think so. Yeah. 
you know, I, I can't imagine the dynamic of a family that could, because you would have to start teaching that from pretty early on. Yeah, the family that stays together slays together. There you go. There you go. Slay bills ring. Oh my Are god! Oh no! <laughs> he has a song for everything, and that just kind of grossed me out a little bit. Because I'm not big on Christmas songs, anyhow. My brain is nothing but a giant jukebox full of shitty music. Parodies and parodies. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but no, I just I couldn't imagine that either. And but like you said, they were never caught. That thing yeah. happened, and considering that they had are the parents had already passed that down to their children. Right. What's to say that the children didn't pass it on to their children and on and on and, and, on, on, and, and on, on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you wonder if some of these serial killers out there that have been caught were related. Could be. Somewhere in the lineage that we just don't know yeah, about we that just I haven't don't discovered. Know about. And I found like uh with Weaver, I found that information by accident. By Freaking accident. Yeah, because when you stumbled upon it, you're like, you know, at first you're like, I'm not going to tell you. And then you like had me read it. I'm like, what the fuck? I I had to because I was too excited. Holy shit. I found something. I'm excited. Yeah, no, that is crazy. That is crazy. Because everybody who lives in this area, unless they were under a rock, knows about Ward Weaver. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Because it happened happened in Oregon City. And it was such a publicized well, and Ward, Ward Weaver helped actually publicize that himself. He was oh, he did. He news. was very, very. He was self. He was self promoting. Right. He was sitting there telling the news, "I'm their number one suspect." And the and, cops are like, "We don't know what the fuck he's talking about." Yeah, they're like, "You're not a suspect at all, dude." We don't, don't even know, know who the, the fuck you are. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. But he's having the news crews in his house. Walk through my house, see how innocent I am, because I'm the number one suspect. They're always looking at me, and they're like, "Dude." You need to take a chill pill. You yeah. ain't that great. Because the cops were like, we don't even know what he's talking about. He's not even on our radar. We don't even know who he is. None of that. But it's like he was on the news almost every day. You know, the 5 o'clock, the 6 o'clock, the 10 o'clock, all that. Right. I'm the number one suspect. I, I don't know why they're looking at me and all this other stuff. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's why. He was the one. He was the one that kept his name in the spotlight. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally, totally. So. I. Half of me thinks that had his, had he not tried to rape his son's girlfriend. Exactly. He could have gotten away with it. He would have walked away. You know? Yeah. And and had he not been a loudmouth sitting there going, I'm the number one suspect. Yeah. Had he not proclaimed himself as a suspect on the news. Right. You know? I think that the cops would have even getting that call. Worse came to worse. It'd be like, okay, this is a misunderstanding. Yeah. You know? Because... In the heat of the moment, people tend to say some pretty awful shit. This is true, too. So, And some people have accused some people of some awful shit that wasn't true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Um, there's people in prison right now for things like rape and molestation. Yeah, let's that never not bring up it. the one that got charged for Bernardo's rape. Mm-hmm. And nobody right. found out the truth till decades later. Right. After he had already served his sentence. Yeah. And, it's like, Oops, and has the sorry. stigma of being a rapist. Yeah. So, it's it's crazy shit, man. Yeah, so. I it yeah. Like I said, a lot of this shit I can't fathom. I can't right. even wrap my mind around it. Oh, exactly, exactly. Because I I guess it's because I don't even understand that dynamic. No, it's the whole thing's a bizarre dynamic. Yeah. With with, with each case, you know, you have the you have Weaver, the yes. Weaver family, and that's just that that is a history of. 
Yes, exactly. But along with that being a history of, I would bet if we could track the Bender family, if we actually knew their names and could, if we had some documentation to track, I bet that we can track it forward and backward. Oh, probably. Where it would be a tradition where this happened Oh, a I lot. bet so too. And what gets me with the Weaver family, though, is you have great-grandpa, or grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa Weaver. And he is, and I know we've said this before, and I'm not trying to minimize it, just the rape and molestation. Right. He was okay. a, he's a sexual predator. Yes. And then you have the next generation who took that up a notch and right. killed. To murder to and murder rape. To murder and rape. So there's the and escalation. And then the next generation not only murdered, raped, hid the bodies, you know, but kind of took it to the next level by publicizing it. No, I'll tell you what the next level was. It wasn't even the publicity. Look at his dad. Okay, look at Weaver's dad. He's an over-the-road truck driver. Oh, he yeah. He doesn't know. It that... was the close to home. It wasn't. He, he's killing people while he's on the road. But, like, when he killed, I think the name was Robert Radford, and the lady's name, last name was, I think, Lavoy. Uh, they were broke-down motorists uh, okay. in Tehachapi, California. He didn't know them at all. He didn't know them any more than he knows who we are right now. Right. There wasn't that personal connection. Right. Now, here's your escalation. Yes. Now you get to Ward Weaver the third. Yes. Okay. He knows his victims. Uh, personally. Personally knows them. He knew his first one, too, by the way, that, uh, for, that he got an assault charge on, which was a, uh, a girl that uh, belonged to a family he was living with, him okay. and his wife. But we'll get into that when I do the whole expose yeah. on him. Um. But in each case, it looks like he knew the people he attacked, whether right. it be raping, killing, or both. Wow. So there's an escalation on each case. You go from rape and molestation to uh, raping and murdering people that you don't know. These are strangers. To bringing it really close to your own bedroom, to your yes. own home. So you're raping and you end up raping and murdering People you know, your daughter's friends, you, you tried to rape your, your son's girlfriend who's 19 years right. old, things like that. And not only that, you're bragging about it. Yeah. You're, you're really, you're just taunting the cops. Yeah. I mean, so you're taking, I mean, instead of it being an escalation within this own killer's life, it's an escalation through the generations. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, that, that's what I found the most fascinating about Ward Weaver. And I didn't mention Francis very much to this because... Yeah, because I don't believe that he was carrying on a tradition or anything. I think it's just he happened to get caught up in a murder. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think that uh, that one is a little bit different. Yeah, not doesn't follow the same patterns. Right, it doesn't have... It's uh, it's not a fetishy rape type of a thing. Uh, yeah. There's, there's no... There's no sexual aspect to his killing. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> I can't believe it, you know. You did You did tell me you were going to shock me. I did. I, I didn't know about the benders. And you didn't know about my Guinness Book of World Records Well, one. I kind of knew a little bit, but not as much as what you just said. Uh-huh. Dun, dun, you just dun. said, I found some sisters. And That's I'm just right. like, oh, okay. Party on, sister. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap this one here up. Okay. All right. Remember, boys and girls, as we sit down for dinner time. Yeah, no, don't you do like it. that. Come on, Tammy, sit in front of the curtain. You're Peek our behind guest. the curtain, people. I'm telling you, look behind the curtain. You're our guest of honor. <laughs> don't gross me out, please. <laughs> 
You can send us an email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com or check out our website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Check out the other programs that they offer, the other podcasts as well. Uh, you can also get a hold of us there. Uh, yes. Click on Brutal Nation and... You can hear our podcast. You can contact us. Yeah. The the whole the whole shebang. The whole kitten caboodle. That's it. My <laughs> brain stopped. <laughs> this has been a Twisted Blue LLC production. Copyright 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. This is Scott Alexander along with Tammy Underwood. And we'll see you next time as we track down the lesser known serial killer. Bye-bye. Bye.